Aren't you glad of it? Aren't you glad of a faithful, wonderful God? Amen. Said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Hallelujah. My, I feel his presence so close in this house tonight. Amen. Appreciate the rich anointing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. There's nothing like his presence, nothing like his touch. And aren't we honored tonight to have so many wonderful guests with us in the house? Appreciate all these men of God. Amen. Being here tonight, appreciate their burden, joining up with our burden to do something for the king. Amen. Glad for Mr. Ford. It was nice to meet him today. And uh, they've all t told me what a great job that he's doing. And they've been enjoying the class. And we thank the Lord for everyone that's involved. Praise God. Amen. Well, thank the Lord for the opportunity to work for God. Amen. To reach and touch a life and touch a soul. Praise God. I just trust tonight the Holy Ghost could have its way speak in this house. I mean, these uh, brothers have been in class since 1 o'clock today. Mr. Ford was so kind to uh, cut a little short the class. They've been going to uh, around 10 o'clock and uh, starting at 2 to 10. And uh, let them come and be with us in church today, tonight. And I thought, well, all these preachers, they'll be tired and wore out and it wouldn't feel like preaching. And it sounded like to me, every one of them could have preached. <laughs> Amen. I think I'm the one tired and wore out now. Amen. But uh, I want to obey the Holy Ghost tonight and give you what I feel the Lord has laid upon my heart. This is 2008. This is my first time to preach this year. And uh, I just trust that God could uh, speak to every heart in this building. Praise God. I tell you, this being saved is more than just a notion. It's more than just a thought. Amen. When you get to heaven, you won't say, well, I wonder how I ended up here. Amen. You'll have arrived on purpose because you set sail for it a long time ago. Is that right? Amen. I don't believe nobody's going to stumble into heaven. I believe they're going to go there on purpose. Praise God. And I just want the Holy Ghost to have its way in the remaining part of this service tonight that I could uh, deliver my heart and give you what I feel from the Lord. Amen. Would you do as we do so often, and that's pray with me. And would you do it like this, by reaching, stretching forth your hand in this direction tonight. And let's make in contact together. I want the Holy Ghost to connect us all up together. Come on. Amen. Would you pray with me, Lord, in Jesus Christ? I believe you in your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. We call upon you. We ask you for help. Thank you for your rich and good anointing that we've felt in times past and in this service already tonight and today, Lord, the anointing that has been rich. We believe you tonight, God. Have your way in this service, Lord. Let us move in the Spirit. Let us move in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's the way to pray, church. My, feel it. <laughs> hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you for your presence and power and help. In Jesus' name, God bless you. You can be seated. Isaiah, the 35th chapter and the 8th verse. And a highway shall be there and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. This is Isaiah inspired of by God, writing and giving us these words. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those the wayfaring man, though fools, shall not err therein. I want to preach to you from this thought tonight. What will you do in your day of strength? What will you do in your day of strength? I hope that you will not end up looking back and saying, I could have, I could have. And the big question tonight, and this is my thought if you could, would you? 
If you could, would you? Say it with me. If you could, would you? Now, I read from Isaiah, and Isaiah said that there is this way that even a wayfaring man or even a, somebody that is simple shall not err therein. This way of living for God is not a complicated way, it is not a hard way, but it is a good way and it is an easy way. Paul in Corinthians said, for our rejoicing is this. What is it, Paul? It's the testimony of our conscience that in simplicity and in godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God, We've had our conversation in the world and more abundantly to you word. He said, this is our rejoicing. It's the testimony. It's what our heart is saying to us. The testimony of our own conscience that we have served God in simplicity and in godly sincerity. Joshua admonished the people and he said, now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth. And put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt. And just serve ye the Lord. Two things. Amen. It's a simple way and it's a simple life. It's just to serve him in sincerity and then just put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt. And that's how you serve God. It's the right thing to do is to serve God and to live for him. Amen. And it is a easy life. God has made a way that we can serve him. It's not hard. It's good. Amen. He will give us the strength and the help that we need from day to day to be victorious and to overcome and to be conquerors. He would not call on any of us in this building tonight to do something that he did not equip us to do. He will not ask us to do something that he does not empower us with and give us strength to do his will. Amen. As sure as we've been called, he will give us power to run this race and to overcome. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Everybody clap your hands to the Lord. Yes, God. Thank you for it, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for your help and your strength. Amen. The Apostle Paul said, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And then he named these things tribulation or trials. He named distress and persecution and famine and nakedness and peril and sword. He said, I'm persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come. He said, height can't do it. Death can't do it. Any other creature shall not be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There is nothing that can stop us. He has equipped us. If we walk with God, there is no way on this earth we could backslide. There's no way on this earth we could get turned around because there is all of these things cannot separate us. The trials, the distress, the persecution, the famine, the nakedness, uh, death, life, angels, principalities, powers, things present, nor things to come. Height can't do it. Death can't do it. There's no creature that can do it that's able to separate us from this wonderful God. The Apostle Paul said, There's no temptation taken you but that which is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able. But with the temptation, he said also, will make a way of escape that ye may be able to bear it. I'm gonna tell you, we need to put the enemy under our feet of discouragement tonight and say, devil, you just can't do it to us. God has equipped us and he has empowered us by his spirit 
to be victorious. It's his will that we would be strong in this day and he will give us that strength we need to overcome and to do the will of God. The apostle Paul said, but the love of others, others of love, knowing that I am set in the defense of the gospel, I'm set in the defense. And then back to Romans, the eighth chapter, the 37th verse, he said, nay, and all of these things, he said, we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. You've got, first of all, I've been reading to you our defense. The defense is the one that says, I'm going to just hold on. Hey Amen. I am determined to hold on. But that's not enough for a child of God. Thank God for the people that's got the mindset to hold on. Thank God for the people that says, I'm not going to backslide, I'm not going to give up, I'm not going to let bitterness, I'm not going to let hatred, I'm not going to let the world, I'm not going to let all the traps of sin overtake me. Thank God for soldiers of that mindset. But I want to tell you, greater than just saying I'm determined it's to say this, nay, and all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. He said, for the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of the strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Here I've read to you about our defense and that is I'm going to defend and I am set for the defense of the gospel and thank God for the hold on. But I want to tell you, God wants some soldiers that says we're not going to just defend it, but we're going to be aggressive. We're going to have an offense. Amen. And we're more than conquerors. And we understand that our weapons of our warfare are mighty. Everybody say mighty. Say it with me again. They're mighty. God has mightily equipped us not to backslide, not to fall, not to stop, not to stumble, not to turn around because he's given us mighty weapons. Certainly this day and hour, the day is dark and gloomy and sin is great in the earth. There's sin on every side. There's temptation to do wrong everywhere you turn. Sin is beckoning. Sin is pulling on the strings of the hearts of our young people. And every person under the, in this building tonight, the devil is after you. But we have got mighty weapons. We cannot be satisfied to just say, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to defend the territory that I've got. But it must be an offense. Amen. We must arise and say, we're going to go forth. And we're going to take land away from the devil. And we're going to take, amen. We're going to do battle in the spiritual world. And we're determined that we'll not just be saved. Oh, help us, God. Help us in this house. Come on, clap your hands to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Speak to our hearts. In this house tonight, God, speak to our hearts in this house tonight, God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we're not satisfied with just being saved. We believe that we can be conquerors. We believe that we can excel. We believe that uh, in, a, in a sick world like we're living in, in a messed up world with messed up politics and messed up everything, I'm going to tell you, in a world like we're in, God's going to have a church, hallelujah, that's going to say, hey, I've got an opportunity, hallelujah. I've got this little light of mine, and I'm going to let this light shine. I've got this opportunity to do something for God, and I'm going to do it. I'm not going to sit on the sideline and feel sorry for myself and murmur and complain and find fault but I'm going to arise and I'm going to let the light shine. I'm going to tell somebody of the goodness, the greatness, the blessings, the deliverance of our God. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. 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 Close your eyes and let God touch you. Come on, let God touch your heart in this house. 
In the name of the Lord, I believe you, Jesus. I believe you, Jesus. I believe you, Jesus. You've called us for this hour, God. You've called us for a purpose, God. You've called us to go in. Go in against the powers of darkness. Go in against the drug world. Go in against the sin world. Go in against such an immoral world, an ungodly world, that soldiers would arise up and say, hey, he has given me the strength to do this. Hallelujah. And when he has equipped us, that we will not be satisfied to sit on the sideline. But there's an aggressive spirit in us. Thank God for Jesus' name, baptism. I want to hold on to it. But I don't want to just hold on to it. I want to give it to the world. Jesus said, go ye into all the world and preach this gospel to every creature. Uh, yes, oh, come on, church, let the Holy Ghost move through this house. Let me tell you a sure sign of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. A sure sign of the baptism of the Holy Ghost is when you want to witness. Somebody said it's when you speak in tongues. Yes, it is. But I want to tell you what else he said. He said he would give you power to become a witness. You watch new converts get the Holy Ghost. Brother, when they stop up at the shale station, they got have church cards and they're telling them about it. They're telling them about what God has done for them. They're saying, God set me free. Hey man, I was bound. I was in bondage to the, all the sins of this world. You are to just come and see. You are to just come and feel and feel the glory and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Oh, uh, yes, it's not enough just to say we got the light. Hallelujah. And we're just some way we're going to struggle through this thing. And some way we're going to make it. Some way, somehow, we're going to hold on. Hey, we're going to do better than that, friend. While we're holding on, we're going to be giving it away. While we're holding on, we're going to be doing damage to the Satan's kingdom. We're going to make inroads to his kingdom. We're going to drive him back. Somebody said, my, the devil's just been after me all day. Bless his holy name. I want to tell you something. You are to turn around and start chasing the devil for a while. You are to say, oh boy, I'm going after you. I'm tired of you coming after me. I'm going to go after you. You're a liar, Satan, and the truth is not in you. We are more. 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 We are more than cockers. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I'm not going to just exist. Amen. I'm determined to live for the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm determined. Hallelujah. I'm determined. Hey, he snatched me out of this world of sin, and I want to see somebody else snatched out of this world of sin. Somebody told you, somebody gave you the light. Now you in return need to give somebody else the light. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. They told me, I didn't hear it, but in the Acts class that uh, and different ones give their testimony, personal testimony, but they had Brother Wade and his wife to give their testimony. And they gave the testimony, I understand, like this. Amen. How bad sin had been in their life and all the things they had gotten into and what a wreck their life was and what a wreck their finances was and what a wreck everything was. Amen. And said finally they came and they got... DHS come and got our two little girls. We lost them, and we just lost everything to the drug world and the sin world. Amen. And the class, I understand, was just about in tears. And at the end of that class, they brought in those two beautiful little girls, blonde-headed girls, and the little dainty ruffled dresses on, and 
and hair curls hanging down and they walked in and had those girls to come in at the end of the class and said, we want to tell you, this is what God did for us. He put our life back together. He put our finances together. He put our home together. He put our children back in our home. Hey, listen, it's not, Lord, save me and my four and no more and let the rest of the world go to hell. Hey, man, it's God, you brought me out, and if you brought me out, you can bring them out. If you delivered me, you can deliver them. I don't care how bad the addiction is. I don't care how bad people are addicted to sin. Let me tell you one touch of this real Holy Ghost. Oh, thank you. I've got to say it again. It's not a mind game. That's the religious world. That's the game they play. They tell people, think a thought, think a thought, believe you're saved, tell yourself you're saved, tell others you're saved. Hey man, you don't know when you got it, you wouldn't know when you lost it if you didn't know when you received it. But I want to tell you, it's not that. I beg to differ with you. Hey man, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I want to just tell you the truth tonight. There's more than just thinking a thought. This is not the power of positive thinking. There is a real Holy Ghost baptism of fire experience that changes a life, that makes an old man a new man. Yes. You can be seated. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. You can tell when you get this. 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 You know why you can tell when you get this? When you look in the mirror you'll not be looking at the same man. You can tell when you get this, you will not want to do what you used to do. I'm glad to tell you, if you're wondering, if you're repenting, I can tell you where repentance is at. It's not a mind game. It doesn't, repentance don't start right here. It, it, it's not just words you say. It's not just words you say, that's not repentance. Repentance is whenever something has come up on you that you do not want to do the things you used to do. You say, get that away from me. Get that out of my house. Get that out of my house. Hallelujah. The great, the great Apostle Paul who gave us most of the New Testament, the great Apostle Paul, he said this, I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. He said the old things have passed away and behold all things have become new. He said the things I used to do, I don't want to do them anymore. That's what my brother said. He said, Brother, he said, I know I never got the Holy Ghost because I never did want to live right until I got the Holy Ghost. He said, now I understand how you can live right. How you can't live this life unless Christ gets in you. You may make a good effort and you may change and alter some ways, but you can't live it until Christ gets in you. 
And when Christ gets in, you become a new, think about it. Think about becoming a new creature. You become a new creation in Christ. Those old things go out the window and all things become new. I don't want to listen to that anymore. I don't want to talk like that anymore. I don't want to go to those places anymore. I don't want nobody saying those things. I don't want nobody taking God's name in vain around me. Somebody holler. And we're not hollering for the hogs either. Thank you, Jesus. Feels good, doesn't it? You can be seated. You can breathe better after you do that, can't you? That's for the, not the creature that kicked a ball halfway across the field. That's for the creator that spoke it through the stars out into space and spoke the world in existence. Thank you, Jesus. And it sure feels good, Lord. We're glad of everybody to come, Lord, but we're sure glad you made it here tonight. Because this would be a real empty house with a whole lot of people in it if you hadn't got here, Lord. And he's come on business to change all of us. Come on business to light a fire in us. Now, here is the dilemma. Here is the problem part of the message. If you could... Would you, if you could? The Bible said, as for the Jebusites, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the children of Judah could not drive them out. And the Jebusites dwelt with the children of Judah at Jerusalem until this day. They could not drive them out, so they got to stay with them. The Bible says the children of Benjamin did not drive out the Jebusites. There's one thing to not be able to, and it's another thing just to be lazy and not do it. Again, in the book of Joshua, it said that yet the children of Manasseh could not drive out the inhabitants of those cities but the Canaanites would dwell in the land. They could not. Now you can't get up at, upset at somebody that cannot. They could not drive them out. They did not have the power to drive them out. But you don't need to give up because you don't have the power to drive them out. You need to keep a determined spirit the Bible said, yet it came to pass when the children of Israel was waxing strong that they put the Canaanites to taxes but did not utterly drive them out. That's the next verse. Manasseh, Joseph's boys, they could not drive them out. Yet, the Bible said, it came a day when the children of Israel, they got real good and strong that they could put, they put them to pay in taxes, but they did not utterly drive them out. People don't go on and conquer because they're willing to get along. And they think that some of these gods, that there's some benefit to them so they don't stay on the attack. When they could, they don't do it. I've had people to come to me 
and said, Brother Holmes, they was just coming into this church, and they said, you know, I can handle this problem, things in their home or in their life. I could do it, but it would cause a lot of damage. And I said, you know what you need to do? You need to just keep praying. And if you keep praying, there will come a day that you will have a day of strength that God will empower you. Now here's the danger. When you reach that day and you've got the power to overcome, to win, to do God's will, that is the challenge that is before every one of us. What are you going to do that day when you could conquer and you don't? You get comfortable and you get satisfied to just go along and allow that spirit or that situation to continue on. I'm telling you, I'm preaching to somebody in this house tonight. You may be struggling with something in your life, your home, or in some some way, and I don't know what to do. Well, I'm here to tell you what to do. Keep praying. Keep praying. You may not have all the strength you need tonight, but I'm going to tell you, if you keep praying, there will be a day, there will be a day in your life that God will give you the strength. And the big questions tonight is this, when you have the strength, what will you do with it? Will it be that same conquering, determined spirit? I want to tell you something, I don't want to get adjusted to this world. I don't want to peacefully coexist with sin and the world. I don't want to just get satisfied. I don't want to get satisfied with my prayer life. Brother Holmes, I don't feel nothing much when I pray. Keep driving out the Philistines. Keep praying and seeking God. And you know what will happen? You'll build up strength and you'll build up an anointing. And there'll be one day the Holy Ghost to be praying through you too. It does, these things do not happen overnight. God gives you a deliverance and he gives you an anointing in your life. I want to tell you what you've got to do. You've got to add to all the good things that God has given to you. You've got to have that determined spirit in you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It says I'm determined, God. I'm not going to stop until I drive every one of those Philistines. Help us, God. You know what it starts with? It starts with a dream. It starts with a vision. It starts with a desire and a vision that I'm going to conquer and a vision that says I'm going to overcome. Amen. I'm determined. I'm determined. I'm determined to give it all I've got. I'm determined to do what I can. I'm determined to, man, to let God work through me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That passion in us, that fire in us of everything we ever dreamed of when we receive God's wonderful spirit in our life, we do not need to let it die, but we need to be determined in our heart, amen, that we're going to win every battle that comes our way and we're going to dig a deep well to drink from. And we're determined to have a rich anointing in our life. We're determined to have that conquering spirit.
conquering spirit. I'm talking about somebody that's got the baptism of the Holy Ghost and the enemy comes along and says, well, you've got it now. Just sit down. Amen. Don't be aggressive. Don't have that conquering spirit. Don't have that vision. You've done enough. Be satisfied. Lord, let a passion rage in us tonight. There's a fire in my spirit that says, oh no, I'm not going to stop. Amen. There's a world to win. There's souls to win. There's victories to win for the kingdom of God and for the glory of God. Give every one of us in this building the spirit that was living in the heart of David. You know, the reason we don't do any more than what we do many times, we look at our circumstances and we feel like, well, I can't. But you don't need to look at your circumstances. You need to look, just look at whatever you have in your hand and say, God, I'm going to, I'm going to use what you give me. 21 years after Samuel had anointed David to be king, David has run for 21 years. And then he comes to this place and he says in his heart, I shall now perish one day by the hand of Saul. He said, there's nothing better for me that I should speedily escape into the land of the Philistines. And then Saul will give up and not seek me anymore in the coast of Israel. And I shall escape out of his hands. And the scripture said, it was told Saul that David was fled to Gath and he sought no more him again. Here, David has run and he comes to the land of the Philistines. Achish, the king, gives him a city, Ziklag. And while David is in that city, he could have just sat down and done nothing, but he said, while I'm here, I'm going to do all the good I can do. I'm not going to have any regrets. I can, and what I can do, I'm going to do. That I will not live a life of regret and wish that I had have done. If you could, would you do it? And that was the attitude of David. And while he was in that land, the Bible said he went out on these campaigns. It wasn't great armies that he was defeating. It was terrorists that he was going in. The Bible said David smote the land and left neither man nor woman alive and took away the sheep and the oxen and the asses and the camels and the apparel and returned and came into Achish. And this is what Achish said to David. Whether have you made a road today, David? Where have you been? And what have you been doing? And the scripture said that David saved neither man nor woman alive to bring tidings to Gath, saying, lest they should tell on us, saying, so did David. And so will be his manner all the while he dwelleth in this country of the Philistines. David, in a foreign land, 21 years, in a, in a severe trial, in a severe battle, in a foreign land, a city that has been given to him by a kind-hearted foreigner. But David said, I'm not going to stop while I can. I'm going to do what I can do. And the scripture said that while he was there, he was leaving Achish, not telling him where all he was going. Because when he went in those terrorist camps that were killing innocent children and had made prey on the children of Israel 
and had come up behind them as they were journeying and jumped on the older people and not had given them water or welcomed them. That was the people that David was dealing with. And the Bible said he was utterly destroying every one of them, where not a one of them would be left to be able to come back to Gath and tell Achish really what was going on. But God, give us a conquering, determined spirit that says we're not going to rest and we're not going to stop until we have had victory in God, until we have won our city, until we have reached our family, until we have done the will of God and the work of God, what God has given us to do, let us do it with all of our heart. Give us everyone baptized this church tonight with the spirit of David tonight. Says I will not sit down. Amen. David, you don't even have a house yourself. You don't even have a home. You, you're running for your own life. I don't care what the circumstances is. I've got an opportunity to do good. And while I have this opportunity to do good, I'm going to do good. And O'Ake is coming and says, David, where have you made roads today? I'm going to tell you what. It may satisfy some people to fill the potholes, take that little tamper and tamp it in. But I'm going to tell you, God's got some people that says, give me a D8 cat to drive. I don't know if that's a big one or not. Amen. I want to push over some trees. I want to root up some stumps. I want to give the devil a shin kicking. I'm not satisfied to sit by. I'm not satisfied to stop. Well, have you got problems of your own? Oh, yeah, I've got some problems of my own. But I've got an opportunity. I've got an opportunity to go tell somebody. Oh, help us, God. Get a hold of us, God. Amen. Oh, Brother Holmes, you don't understand. We're satisfied in this church. We're satisfied to sing the song, same songs we've been singing a hundred years because it's just too much trouble to figure out a new one and to sing a new one. So we just, re whoa, we just love them old songs. Well, I want to tell you, you need to read the book of Psalms and read how many times in the book of Psalms he said, sing unto him a You know what you're in tonight? You're in an unsatisfied church. We're not satisfied. We're not satisfied. We want to do it better. We want to say it better. We want to sing it better. We want to shout it better. We want to preach it better. We want to worship better. We want to pray better. We want more liberty in our prayer meetings. We want more liberty in our soul. We want more liberty in our worship. Hey, hold on now. We want more liberty in our giving. Well, glory. Woo. Somebody does have the victory around here. Stand with me. An unsatisfied church. An unsatisfied. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What you gonna do? I'm just gonna do all I can do. Hallelujah. If you could, would you? If you could. David said, here's an opportunity. These God haters, this is an opportunity to do something about it. 21 years I've been in this severe trial but I'm not discouraged. It says, sit down. Amen. I want to fight the battle of the Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I'm going to tell you, when the singers get satisfied, when the musicians get satisfied, when the preacher gets satisfied, when the worshipers get satisfied, that's when we start dying. 
But when we're always reaching, we're reaching for a new level, we're reaching for a new victory in our school, in our church, in our Sunday school, in our choirs, because we're not satisfied. We're an unsatisfied people. Whew, what makes you unsatisfied? He's done too much for me. David said, I still feel, remember that oil that was poured over my head. I still remember the vision that I got. I still remember the touch of God that was in my life that day. That the Spirit of the Lord, the Bible said the Spirit of the Lord left Saul and the Spirit of the Lord came up on David that day. He got anointed. Let me tell you what that was. That was the Holy Ghost for him in that day. A new spirit came up on David. God touched his life and he couldn't be satisfied. He could not be satisfied with the victories that Israel had. When he heard of Keilah, and the Bible said that the Philistines came there stealing their corn, it burdened David. He inquired of the Lord and said, God, is there anything I can do? And God said, yeah, you can win this battle, David. And David turned to his men and said, come on, let's go get them, boys. And they said, we can't go nowhere. We're depressed. My goodness, David, we're running for our life. How do you think we can go help somebody else? I'm going to tell you, that's when victories start in your life is when you realize hey don't get that mentality give me something get that mentality let me give something well what are you preaching about brother Holmes I'm preaching about whatever you're doing strive to be the best at it Wherever your work is, be the best in it. Strive every day. Don't ever get comfortable. Don't ever get satisfied. We can make inroads. We can make some new roads. Hey, man, we're determined. With that spirit in David, those men discouraged, said we can't. He went back and prayed again. God said, yeah, David, you'll win the battle if you'll just go down there. I'm going to tell you a whole lot of winning victories in life is just getting out there, just trying. He took that, that step. God gave that victory. He won that battle. He drove them. I'm going to tell you, it ought to make us mad when we see sin in the world. Amen, that we want to help people so bad and see them delivered and see them set free and see them blessed, knowing the devil's just stealing their corn and he's lying to them. Amen. And we've got this light and we've got this wonderful gospel to spread to this world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then, can you believe? The people he helped turned on him. Saul found out he was there and Saul came to get him. And he prayed again. He had picked up Abiathar, the priest, along the way. He said, come go with me. The man that's after you is after me too. Abiathar, stay with me. And you know what Abiathar had? He had that ephod. He had that sacred garment. And David went and got that ephod. And he prayed. And he said, God, will they, will they come and get, get us? Will these men betray us? And God said, yeah, they'll betray you, David. After you've won their city, they'll betray you. They'll turn you over to Saul if you stay here. But what is there left to do? Get up and run again. And he runs again. The Bible said he went whithersoever he could. No direction, just got out of there. Hallelujah. But I'm going to tell you, God's a way maker. Amen. And then he went on to Ziklag, the city being burned. 
He finds those Amalekites. He recovers everything he's lost. And then you'll find it 13 times, it says, that David sent presents out of all the spoil that he'd made that day. He sent 13 to different cities treasures and said, this is a present from David. And these people that had betrayed him was one of them he sent gifts to. No bitterness. No bitterness. No place for no bitterness in the kingdom of God. God's been too good to all of us. He's blessed us too much. Oh God, I'm asking this church a question. If you could, would you? Would you do it? If you could. If you could come to prayer meeting, would you come to prayer meeting? Oh, I thought you were talking about something big. No, I'm talking about something within our reach. I started out by telling you this is a simple gospel. This is a simple lifestyle. It's praying. It's living for God. It's going to church. That's what it is. If God would make a way for you, would you do it? If God would make a way. In the day of your strength, will you give God your best? Will you not forget the Lord? Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray together. In the name of Jesus Christ, join with somebody right now. In the name of the Lord, help us, God. Help us, God. Lord, while we have opportunity, while we have strength, let us not do as others that fail to drive out the Philistines. Lord, let there always be a determined spirit in every one of us that says, I'll win this battle. I shall never stop until I'm successful. Yes, God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, turn around to someone else and find another person. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on, let's just have prayer meeting all over the house tonight. Yes, God, right where you're at between the pews. God, I'm willing. Come on, why don't you make that commitment in your heart right now? God, I can. I can give. I can pray. I'm willing, Lord. Make me a soldier that's not satisfied. Make me a soldier that's not satisfied. Don't let me get complacent, Lord. Don't let me get slowful, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. That's the way to pray, church. Oh, God. Thank you for your mercy and goodness, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wonder how many in the house tonight, amen, between now and Sunday morning, you're going to make it to the house of prayer. Praise God. Come on, let's. Amen. Lift up your hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Anybody in the house want to pray? You want the Holy Ghost tonight? Come on. God's come to give it to you. God's come to give you this new life in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. You that have been praying for the Holy Ghost, just gather around this front. In the name of Jesus, I believe you, God. Oh, yes, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Come on, sisters, gather around this sister praying. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Who else wants the Holy Ghost in this house tonight? 